listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. I'm talking today about a subject that has always interested me and it's about left-handers versus right-handers. And the reason that I've always been so interested is that I'm surrounded by lefties and I'm a right-hander. My dad is left-handed and he always told me that left-handed people were more intelligent and better at sport and generally just better at everything in this world. And as a young person, I did believe him. And if you ever meet me, you'll notice that I wear my watch on my right hand. I do certain things left-handed, like ironing. You're not going to see me do that a lot. But I think it's because I was kind of told that lefties were better. And so I tried to make myself into a lefty, but didn't do it. So why do left-handers seem to have a bit of an advantage in sports? Now, it might be very reasonable to suggest that there is a physical advantage because in things like interactive sports, more one-on-one like tennis and badminton and cricket and so on, then a left-hander can have that element of surprise and it may only be a microsecond before the right-hander sort of adjusts what's coming at them for and to compensate for this left-handed opponent. But it also does seem to be a mindset advantage too. And that's where I'm really interested in going with this. One of the key differences between the brain of somebody who's right-handed and someone who's left-handed is the crosstalk between the two hemispheres, the right and left hemispheres of the brain. That more efficient crosstalk through the brain, through a series of nerve fibres, is more pronounced in left-handed people. So they've got this great crosstalk between the two hemispheres and it often allows them to think more quickly than a right-handed person. There's also the fact that right-handers live in a right-handed world. So everything's kind of a bit obvious and easy for us. If you think about things like door handles, which ways doors pull open and push open and so on, scissors, tin openers, we don't use those a lot these days, do we? My partner, who's also left-handed, was struggling with a a right-handed checkbook the other day. We don't use those very often either, do we? But the world is set up for right-handers. Because of this, the lefties have been able to adapt perfectly so that they can live in a completely opposite world to the world that they perhaps would find easier. So they're used to challenges and they've grown up with these challenges. They've grown up with, you know, trying to sew or knit or anything practical like that, tying knots, tying bows, tying shoelaces. They've overcome challenges from a very, very young age to enable them to do things perhaps the wrong way around or to be able to make their own way of doing something. Right-handers have always just had it too easy, maybe, for that part of the brain to kick in. Lefties also, and this is really interesting, perform a lot better in pressurised situations in sport. 
And that's really, really fascinating to me. So if you think about a footballer taking a penalty or a rugby player about to kick for a really decisive conversion, if you think about a tennis player serving for the match or serving to stay in the match, all of those types of things, left-handers do much better. So it's not in the mechanics of how they perform the task. So it's not that they are left or right-footed when they take that penalty or do the conversion. It's not that. It's not in the way that they set themselves up. It's not in the physicality of it. It's all about how in that moment they can really focus they can call upon things that they've learnt, they can call upon their training and they can remain really relatively calm compared to the right-handers. So what I want to explore is how they do that and can us righties pinch what they're doing, can we make use of that? And for the left-handers, who don't necessarily fit with the normal kind of hemispheric organisation of their brain and they do feel the pressure, how can they also get some of that calmness that their left-handed friends seem to have more naturally? So it is all to do with the two hemispheres. Now, roughly speaking rule of thumb, it's not 100% clear cut. But if you're right-handed, then you will have the left-hand side of your brain dominating. And the opposite's true. If you're left-handed, you'll have the right-hand side of your brain dominating. And as I say, there are lots of shades of differences in between. So you may know people like my partner. He bowled cricket left-handed. He batted right-handed. If he catches and it's near, I always forget which way around it is. I think if it's near, he uses right hand to catch. If it's far away, he uses left hand to catch. Sometimes he he even asked me, well, how would you do that as a right-hander? And I have to think, and he's he's like looking at me and saying, I'm not sure if I do it that way or the opposite way. So there are people like him that are a little bit non-traditional, maybe. You know, a lot of left-handers do do things right-handedly quite comfortably. So it's not absolutely clear-cut that if you're right-handed, your left-hand hemisphere of the brain is definitely going to be your dominant one and vice versa for left-handers. And obviously we have people who are right-handed, left-footed and, and all these kind of things. And, and that's what I mean. That's why we can't say for absolute certainty. However, if you use the right-hand side of your brain more, this is typically left-handers, then this is where more mechanical and physical actions tend to be processed. Whereas if you are your typical right-hander and you're using the left-hand hemisphere of your brain, this is where the emotions are mainly processed. 
So this may be the difference that we need to take advantage of. As right-handers then, what can we do? We don't actually need to become left-handed, you will be glad to know. As a lefty who's still feeling the nerves, and maybe you don't have that conventional sidedness of your brain, then what we can do is to activate the right-hand hemisphere. So we're kind of copying what the natural, conventional lefties are doing. So a group of researchers in Germany decided to take a variety of athletes. Some were footballers, some were taekwondo specialists, others played badminton, and they were all right-handed. And what they did was they made them make a fist. Half of them made a fist with their right hand only, and half of them made a fist with their left hand only. And what they were taught to do was to squeeze their fist. And if they wanted to do, if it was pre-competition, they could use a stress ball. But they had to do it with the hand that was assigned to them. So all of these right-handers, all very, very used to playing their sport, were now only making the change of either squeezing their fist with their left hand or their right hand prior to a competition. And what the researchers found was that the competitors showed far enhanced performance under pressure. And again, that's really important. It was under pressure if they had been squeezing their left hand. How interesting is this? We need to all get our stress balls out and start squeezing with left hands, even if you are left-handed. It's called hemisphere priming. You're trying to activate that hemisphere. And what it appears to do is to discourage overthinking in high pressure situations. So we're activating the left hand side of the body by activating the right hand side of the brain, if you like. And it appears to enhance performance when under pressure. How we categorize under pressure is very personal to us. For some people, it could be hacking, schooling, it could be leading your horse out to the field. Other people, it could be doing show jumping, dressage, cross country, any kind of competition. How about activating your right hand side of your brain? I'm, I'm terrible with right and left. So this podcast is a nightmare to me because I have to keep remembering whether something's left or right. So we're priming the right hand side of the brain by using the left hand side of the body. And you can imagine that you can do this by, you know, squeezing your fist several times. But imagine that you did this on a more regular basis too. Imagine that you were very used to priming the right-hand side of your brain. So you could use your left hand more and more. Now, I said we didn't need to become left-handed, but imagine if you just did a couple of things a day, like poured a kettle or switched on taps, maybe made the odd note, 
gosh, that mine would be pretty imperceptible notes if I wrote with my left hand. But, you know, those kind of things, we could get more and more used to activating that part of the brain. And then if you imagine them being in a pressurized situation whilst you're riding and you needed to calm down, you wanted to calm down, that you could clench your left hand in and out, in and out, to activate the more motor dominant hemisphere, the right hemisphere, more than the emotional hemisphere. Now, I know when we're riding, clenching your hand in and out, in and out, is going to affect how the horse goes. So you may not be able to do that, but you might be able to just clench your left foot and clench the toes. You might be able to do that more easily. Now, I've thought a lot about the left-handers and I've bigged them up quite a bit on this podcast because, yes, they do have an advantage in sports, most sports. I couldn't find anything about equestrianism, whether the elite riders are, as a percentage, there's more representation by left-handers than in the general population. I couldn't find that out at all. So if anybody does know that, please let me know. But I want to also, to end this little podcast, have a shout out to the righties. Because although, you know, Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, Marie Curie, and various other people are lefties, it's the righties who get scared less. So yeah, lefties don't half cut it when it's pressured. But in general getting anxious about things, the righties have a little bit of an advantage. The British Psychological Society made a group of people watch an eight-minute section of The Silence of the Lambs and then asked them to recount it. And the lefties were more scared. You know, their heart rate went up. They were they were experiencing anxiety as they were telling what happened in the video. And nobody really knows the reason why that would be. But it may be that the right hemisphere processes the fear and how it processes the fear. So maybe when they know they're going to watch a scary movie, the left-handers need to go and do some left-hand clenching when watching these scary films. One final thing to say is that that crosstalk that's a big advantage for the left-handers and maybe some of the reason that they can handle pressure so much better, that crosstalk can be achieved not just by making yourself do activities left-handed, but doing the hakalau that I mentioned on the previous podcast. So this was the peripheral vision. So if you haven't listened to that one, or you fancy using the hakalau technique for increasing that communication between your two hemispheres and being able to adapt to pressure more easily, then do go and have a new listen. Thanks ever so much for listening today. Take care. And I'll see you again soon.